So we're sitting here today with Zoran Lazic. He is coming to share his journey. He's got such a remarkable journey of um, immigrating to Canada and growing up here with his experiences in his family of origin and what that really has meant for him in in his journey and undoing um, some some things that we carry in our past. And I'm just really excited to hear what you have to share and your journey with perspective taking and you know, walking with the darkness that we all walk in and how do we get out of it and prosper and, and create the life that we want to create for ourselves. So welcome and thank you so much for thank coming you. today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> Start by telling us a little bit about your background, yeah, your man, if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah. So were you born in, you were, in, were I you was born, born in uh, Germany. Okay. My mother went there to work. I don't know if I was, not that I wasn't a wanted child or anything, but I don't know, maybe not. So I got that feeling. But anyways, right. they, went from, they went from Germany. They got together. This goes later on as I found out my dad was, wasn't my father. But they went from Germany to Canada. I was about six years old, I said. And then, um, you know, we, we moved around the city a lot. Every year, probably from beginning till 15, seven, eight times. Like different houses? Yes, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Did you I change schools on, every time? All too? the time. Every school. Yeah. And back then, you moved from St. Clair to, you know, a couple of main streets over. It was like the end of the, the world, right? Mm-hmm. And the city was, you know, uh, Shepherd was farm back then. Mm-hmm. So we would move around, and every year in the summertime, I'd always be all by myself. That's where the, the dogs came in, mm-hmm. you know, and you're always a new kid. So you're always learning how to gain friends, but at that yeah. moment, it was bad because you're always learning how to... You never have anything solid, yeah. So you'd be walking around downtown, Young Street, and stuff all by yourself. Because you just... You don't know anyone right now. You don't right know now. anyone. So Which the, was good after, yeah. because I could go by myself. Well, like, you, <laughs> right? You see how when you look back at it, you're like, oh, okay. You know, this was what I gained, or this is what I learned. Well, a, lot of, moment, a lot of sorry. immigrant families hard. that come in, they settle down in these, in these pods, these sections, which are affordable and yeah. all this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, brings back a lot of memories, but when we're going through that at that time, and then we're moving around, uh, not everybody moves around. Some people just stay in one place and they try to get that stability for the family. So for one reason or another, you're moving around, yeah, and you don't know stable. why you're moving around. When when you're thinking that, go back to that kid, whatever, six yeah, years old, yeah. whatever. it's hard to recall. Yeah. But if you were to try to recall, what? how did you make sense of it? Or did you have a question and just not ask? What was that well, like? Sure, you asked, like, why are we moving? Yeah, just, and my job. We mm-hmm. got a job somewhere else. Or mm-hmm. It was always moving, moving. You didn't get it. You just didn't get it. But the, the home wasn't even stable. Right. So never mind living in a place for years. Mm-hmm. What wasn't stable for you there? Drinking, gambling, just like the violent part. So mm-hmm. today I, I don't really stand for violence at home goes back to those days mm-hmm. you know the milk is cold i said it before mm. and to throw the milk against the wall like what's the big deal it's just cold mm. warm it up or i'm pushing buttons on the radio you know my father i thought who would my father back then would kick it and smash in the radio and say now you can't move it like mm. what's the big deal i'm just a kid like yeah. changing stations so the fear again you know and you didn't question you just went Followed. and you just dealt with it yourself 
So um, while you you just talked about you're walking around downtown on Young Street, yeah. Mm-hmm. What what well, are you thinking while you're walking around? Like what was it just to get away from it uh, just, or to walk? Well, you had to do something. Well, and you didn't want to stay home. Mm-hmm. And it was you know you just walked around, see what was going on, learning how to walk around by yourself, I guess. And not we, really we looking for people or anything. Well, that's just, what I was just going to ask. Just you. To, just Did to get you out of that environment, just walking around, yeah. just, you know, take the bus. You know, it would take it would take. From where I was, half an hour, an hour to get downtown. Yeah. That was our part of the day. You walk around, they get back. That was your day. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember following um, creeks in Brampton, like following the creeks mm. for kilometers. And then just... So you did stuff. Yeah, you just do... Well, when you're going through school and you're, you, like you said, you, you're making new friends now. So you're, you're a social person. So we're all looking for yeah. a group to, to kind of belong with and, you know, get with. Yeah. Um, and as one group of friends you make, and now it's time to move. So you're seeking to make new friends. Did you ever, in that, um, in that endeavor to try and find new friends and new groups, get invited into things that you're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. you know? And because there are influences that are around, and it's kind of like I don't want to say it's a gamble because you never know. But when you're looking yeah, for you friendship, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you get invited into you a group. A, did a lot of stuff, and um, you you don't realize that that's not necessarily the kind of influence you, you, you were actually seeking, but now that's your group. Well, yeah, you get into a lot of stuff, stealing, drugs, mm-hmm. just to get... Just to get through. And it's just, I, you know, I don't want to say we were like that. We were like that. <laughs> I'm not saying because we were in poverty. It's just, I, I, I don't know why. Well, we, that's what I'm curious know. about. So like, we, we, would we would steal. do things because there are other leaders of yeah. the group that are saying well, we this is what we do. We would steal from a store, let's say. Hmm. And we would get caught. Yeah. And the person would say, it's not that you stole. Mm. It's how you stole. You're only seven years old, but mm. the way you did it was very, like the way, you, you know, you hit it very well, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So it was more about how you did it versus how right. you did it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what they're more concerned about. The fact that you have like such a developed skill for yes, that already. For that. Because, you know, age. as you were growing up, you know, you take this, take that, and you get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you develop more skills and you're only like, eight years old. Yeah. Eight, nine years old, right? So, but those are some of the skills maybe you don't want to develop. So you're a good business, but in something else. Not right. <laughs> Would you call yeah. that learning? That's learning. <laughs> That's learning. Yeah. good learning, right? Yeah. Mm. You know, how to be de- and you know who to deceitful, do. Yeah. but in an intelligent way. So you're still intelligent. It's just that, you know, you didn't direct it to. And you, you learn how to read situations. You learn how to read people. So you're people. still good like, like, in those yeah. things. It's just that it's a different kind of a It's like misdirected skill. Yeah. Fine. But when we're going through it at that time, a lot of people stick to that. They don't realize. And hey, hold on cycle. a second. Yeah, breaking that cycle. Exactly. And it's this idea of, well, this, fun, is, right? this is my idea of using my mind. And they justify like these guys, uh, yeah. you know, anti-establishment, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And they're like, oh, these are these are businesses. They have enough money. That it's yeah, almost yeah. like I'm coming to take what's already mine. And they we find a way to justify. They're still doing bettering these stuff. You're right. still bettering yourself. Like but at some point better, in time, but not better in that way. Right. You're you're bettering yourself in being deceitful or 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 stealing and stuff. So that's how you. That was one phase. And today you're a guy who believes. Okay, you got integrity. You're doing all these things. When does it start occurring to this eight-year-old or six-year-old that, hey, hold on a second, this is not it? It took years after. It still took time. Mm. Because every time you moved, you wanted to fit in. Mm. And every time you fit in, 
you fit in with the group that you fit in before. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? So the, the immigrants, the people that couldn't speak, okay. didn't have money, a single, fa- uh, single parent family maybe, and that's how we became a group or, or the family. And yeah, you, for some reason, you were always just, other. and we yeah. were just, that's, feeling was just like, we're not going to read, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are we going to do? We have to do something. And instead of, we didn't read the do not steal you know, sign, you know, yeah. reading a book or, you know, things like that, that you're influenced by everything else that's out there. And you say, okay, this is the only way you're going to get ahead is by stealing or by, uh, you know, that direction. Versus, was uh, your experience, I know when a lot of kids go through it, they say that there's a form of acceptance or like a social currency if you... Mm. Well, my mother never like, pushed me. 50% was enough for her. Mm. Oh, okay. Just get 50% at school. Don't worry about it. Mm. And I was wondering after, like, why? Why mm. didn't you want me to get 80 mm. or go to university or something? And then as I grew older, it was her control that if I did go to school and get more intelligent... I wouldn't, I would, I would move away or something. Mm. Right. So that was how she kept me down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and then you think the whole world sort of is like that. Everybody's keeping you down. Then the wealthy people are keeping you down. And then da, 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 da. And you start doing these things. Right. That narrative you find. Because you think, everything. well, everybody's yeah. keeping me down. You know, why do we have this? And why are we in Ontario housing? Blah, blah, blah. Right. I guess everybody's keeping us down. Mm-hmm. And had nothing to do with it. Because my mother was making me believe that. But why wouldn't I want to believe what you said? Yeah, it's your mom. <laughs> it's your mom. You know? And maybe even she believed it because it was that something was that experience. was... Yeah, right? Out like of fear. It, it, could go up the, it could go up the line as well, like in terms of what she was afraid of or what she was influenced to think or what, you know, where she got her information from. So she so was like, afraid all the time. Right. Yeah. Constantly. So she, was she, your mom born and raised in Germany herself? No, she's or? Yugoslavian. She's Yugoslavian. So okay. she went through the war. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was moving. Mm-hmm. You had to have your bags packed. Right. Yeah. When the Germans came in or Russians or whoever it was, you have to grab your bag and you leave. So maybe that's one of the reasons. Every year so you're not established. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think about it. And she was always afraid of people in uniforms. Yeah. Well, that a fear lot of trauma put into you, but that wasn't like it was your. It was your When I think about it now, but at that time, like why wouldn't I believe her? And then you figure out after, it's not your dad anymore, and that you know, moving all over the place. Now I like when I remember the violence. It was, uh, I was one of those kids where you know. Like I said it before, where he would throw my father's, you know, clothes out the window, mm. throw a suitcase on the lawn and stuff. That that was every week or every mm. other three, four days. Was that constant? So why would I want to not hang out with 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 friends mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that? But when we moved, it always cut that part off. So I always have to start all over again. As I think about it, every three or four months when I would meet friends. My mother would always find something negative about them. Mm. Oh, they didn't say hi to me. They're rude. I don't know. Something, anything to try to. Like insert a wedge. Yeah. Even with dogs. They're too hairy. It's not cleaning. I don't know. Something. It was always after I, like after I thought about it, I said, why is it every three or four months? 
something yeah, negative yeah. always happens. When did you notice friend. that pattern? That's a really Probably important thing my to pick late up on. Teens. Okay. Because it was every three months or four months, roughly. Why would like why is she always saying something negative about my friend? You're going out too much here. He, he didn't say hi. Like something simple. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe like you didn't hear him. Or maybe mm-hmm. he thought you were busy. Or yeah, like something. And she was really about respect and kind of thing. But overboard. So those are the those are the early years of going to eight, mm-hmm. and then when you move into your teenage years, this you know, is a consistent pattern. You're moving around constantly. And then we moved at ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father at the time that I thought he was my father, he went to back home for vacation. We moved. We went from Toronto to Vancouver. Oh wow! Because she said I had enough. While he was on vacation. Yeah. So I didn't know it was a secret. He's going on vacation. Oh, okay. oh got it. Okay, we're packing up, and we flew to we like it was over. And that's a significant move. We went to Vancouver. And then in a hotel room or motel, she said, well, you know, I have to tell you something. It's not really your father. I was like, mm. What do you mean? So that was about 10. And was he out of your life after that point? Or was uh, 15, that... I kind of, oh, so he one or back. twice I might see him. Oh, okay. He ended up living in a building next door to us. While you're going through this, I'm just wondering about like what your thoughts are <clears throat> at that time. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Where is, everything isn't real now. Like, is, uh, like, is it, is it, you're, is, would you say surreal? Would you say angry? Would you say, what would you say? Well, it wasn't angry. It no. was more, I don't want to say depressed, but okay. it was like, what do you mean it's not my dad? Yeah. yeah. Like today, when you say it, yeah. you can say it with a smile, yeah. you can laugh at it a little but bit. But then it was hard. It's just, well, well, yeah, because the little out. foundation that you did have, even though it was very chaotic and always shifting and changing, you did have the person who you thought was your dad and you did have your mom and you all always yeah. moved together. Yeah, so, so all this emotional like, support, yeah. like a bonding yeah, now, yeah. what? Yeah. And so it was cut like, off. Yeah. Just like that. And so it was another thing. The loss. Yeah. You know. So what yeah, was, was your way thing. of, at that moment, what does that person say to themselves? What do you do to deal with that? What did you think to yourself? I'm not sure. I, I, I probably can't remember. Mm-hmm. Just, it was uh, like, why would you do that for mm-hmm. me? Why don't you just tell me before? Right. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. So what she explained was that to come to Canada, you have to be a family. Mm-hmm. Oh. As a single mother, she couldn't come to Canada. Mm-hmm. So they got, a, they got together and said, look, we're going to go to Canada. Whatever happens, happens. So they got married as a you know, convenience to be able to come to Canada. And then whatever happened, happened. I didn't know that until I was 10. Wow. <laughs> so you're caught in this arrangement, right? Yeah, it was and an arrangement, you, really. you, yeah. you thought of this as like a... a a, a stable point that you could focus on and you turn out, okay, that wasn't part of the plan or, you know, even so thought of. Right? So you end up going more with friends outside and mm-hmm. more and more and more for that reason as well. And your mother's always working. She was a cleaning lady, housekeeper, taking care of other people. So you're a, not alone, but you have a lot of time mm-hmm. <laughs> on your own. So you're 10, 11, 12. Walking around. You're like, you're, you're, I'm not a, like a man. Just a kid. At that point in time, what, were, <laughs> what would you say your goals were? What were you thinking about in terms of the future? Or were you just looking at the present? There was no future. Right? Yeah. It was just that. that Surviving. Did you ever look at the future and like. You had your I dreams. Don't think about it. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, you, had you had dreams. dreams. What were your dreams back then? To be famous. You know, okay. what everybody else kind of has to be successful. Okay. Uh, there's, you know, to have these. You know, to get through stuff. To have magical powers, I guess, all this kind of stuff sure. that you have as a kid. Right? Very fantasy thinking, yeah. yeah. Those kind of things. And then you realize after that, you can do it. Mm. 
you know, within reason, like you can't jump off the building, but you can do it if you if you change your perspective. So, so you said that helped. Me. Yeah, you said like around eighteen, you noticed mm-hmm. the shift when how you you noticed yeah, the pattern with 18. your mom. So what was what was the antecedent that that brought that perspective shift for you? Like what happened? Well, I started that? reading books about you know self help books, you know perspective and stuff. Love her words, eh? The antecedent. <laughs> She's like my, my vocabulary. I'm like, so what happened just before that? <laughs> okay, go ahead. That's why she's here with me to help me develop my vocabulary. To say something fancy in the yeah. smart one. Go to the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, antecedent. Oh, that's what it means. I didn't know. I I need to learn these things. Okay. Uh, thank it's you. really not. But I am interested to yeah. know what that is. I yeah. really want to know that part, um, actually. Hmm. Maybe they'll edit this part out. Yeah, yeah, it's the good stuff. It's the real stuff. Ah, I, I guess back then there was... I just started reading books. Come on, you just said you didn't want to read books and you no. wanted to hang out. Yeah. No, I, she was talking about 18. 18, right. so yeah. Right. How does it go from that to that? What I was talking about was uh, 12, 13, okay. 14, 15. Eventually. What? Just like that? Well, no, not just like that. Okay. trying to think it's hard did it just get boring hanging out with people doing the same no, no, thing i still hung out with them yeah it's just you just <laughs> or did it happenstance was there a book that was interesting or yeah i didn't really was read a, a lot of books until you saw a moment it sounds yeah, there like was you a saw moment. a moment with your mom you're and alone. then you started to well that's what i'm wondering you're alone about. Yeah. yeah let's say i was watching tv and they have infomercials and one was about self-help and i say, well okay. let me see that book Okay. And I read the book and it was like, hey, (laughs) this helps. Like, uh, you know, there's, you know, uh, how the brain works and stuff. You know, Mm. you go for the lesser pain and uh, pain and pleasure, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you always go for the pleasure part versus the pain part. Right. Right. And if you can control that part, if there's two pains, you always go for the lesser pain, just naturally. Mm -hmm. Sure. So that's what, you know, you thought about what's what I was doing. So Mm. why don't I push through and make it all. Ah, positive if I can. Right. That was that, I don't know if it was Anthony Robbins, one of those guys. Right. I read a book. Yeah. And it was like, wow. It just shifted it amazing. for you. Yes. Your perspective. Yes. Yeah. And then from then on, I read books like all the time after. Okay. And the guys would call me, you know, one of the guys say, you're, you're like motivating us about, hey, you know, you can do it. And, you know. What do you mean one of the guys? Your one friends? of the friends, yeah, as oh. in my teens and okay. 20s. Okay. Because I would always be saying, hey, uh, you know, it's your perspective or this or that. You would start saying this. Yeah, yeah. because I'd be reading these books and listening to tapes. I order some tapes. Okay. Now that I remember. And I would say, hey, no, no, we can do this. And you can do this. And, like, you know, we can do, like, change and create what we want. Let's start thing. a business. Let's yeah. do something. We can do it. And they would say, yeah, you're the, you'll be the motivator guy of the business. <laughs> so those things. It's just that. Mm. I was doing that. Not everybody else was yeah. for a first week or month or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then after it gets back to worrying about minor things. Survival, yeah. too, right? Well, it has to be an intrinsic experience. Saying, no, right? no, come yeah. on. It, that was one of the hardest things to do was change my perspective. So this is really interesting. So thanks for asking that because it's, yeah, all of a sudden there's something along the way. For you, it was you read a book. And you, it just happened. What I wonder about is for a lot of people who, that when we go through it, a lot of us, you've gone through it, we've all gone through it. It, it was there. You could have decided not to pick up yeah. the book. Mm-hmm. You could have decided not to look at that opportunity and just let it pass. 
And what I wonder is, I'm amazed at this. Why did I, do, like, why did I choose that book? Or why did I go well, ahead and read it? No, what I wonder about is, a lot of times, those opportunities, every story I hear, there's always an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it's like standing there right beside you in your peripheral. You just noticed it that day, at that point. What I'm curious about is I'm wondering, were there always opportunities there? Yeah. I, I love how it works. Yeah. That there's always these opportunities and they're always beside us. It's just the day we decide to look over and go, mm, I guess I'll pick that up. And they up. don't come with a big flashing that signs that says, hey, I'm an opportunity. But our perspective wasn't, <laughs> yeah. but our perspective wasn't that there are opportunities. Yeah. Right. Our perspective was there's no opportunities there's no, out there. So we yeah. say there's no opportunity and so then what we, we don't recognize so what that, there's, for? that there's an opportunity. That's what yeah, I find it's not really even cool. your awareness. As you start thinking about opportunities, then you start finding opportunities. Yeah. You start seeing them. Right. But your perspective is... It governs what you see in them. You know, I'm in a hole and that's the way it is. Yeah. I just got to claw my way out and there's no opportunities. And there's yeah. no or opportunities. Or sometimes people will just say, I'm in a hole and that's my life. Yes. And I can't climb out. Right. So and they so, say that and they don't see the opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest one that's of the hardest the hard, things to do. Is, that is the yeah. hard part. Is to change your mind, your perspective and yeah. view things. Different. Now, also, hard. when you started changing, they keep your going voice. back and forth. Right. I mean, it was hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hard. Well, it's not like a and then you're one, on a, zero uh, to one. There's a years transition. and years and 100%. one thing led to another book, another da, 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 and then I went back, and then you fall off the wagon. You go back and back and back, and then you say, "Well, I'm not reading anymore. I got to go back because I'm starting to to waver, to drift back into my thoughts like I was before." But there's this awareness with you that okay, I'm falling off. Yeah. I'm not reading, right? You're, you're able to take like the, the, the correlation. You know, you have things on the wall to remind you every day. You is, know, okay, well, even is that what today, you I still like, have well, stuff all like over the things. walls. Okay, you know, past doesn't equal the future, mm -hmm. and and you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Some quotes, some mm -hmm. uh, Henry Ford quotes, and all that stuff. Yeah, I'd have all over the walls when I get out of bed. There's just that first uh, thing on the to walls. Put that in, and I read. Brain. Now I read uh, three or four things yeah. that are written every day. I, I read that and I read it before I go to bed. Yeah. Uh, right. So I so say to myself, it's going to be a great day. Yeah. Not as a parrot, but yeah. right, to say this no, is going to be amazing. No, but there's actually a lot of neuroscience to that habit you created because so what, what we digest first thing in the morning and, and right before we go to sleep, our brain is most perceptible mm. to information and creating. So like, that's why it's so important that you feed your brain something so positive early in the morning because it's going to embed itself so much more. So I believe in that. Yeah, yeah. When I was really 10 powerful. to 15, 17, 18, Say that you don't believe that in that, yeah. right? You yeah. just believe in this is the way my genes are, whatever. This is where I was born. Right. That's it. Yeah. But it's not it. You yes. can change. So what was your first, like after you had this like this epiphany at 18 and, and read the book, what was your first actionable um, kind of change that you did moving from, you know, the the peer groups that were not necessarily always involved in positive things, what was your first actionable change with that perspective change? What do you mean? And like, what did you do differently in your life? How did you show up differently? Because you weren't involved in you, you, criminal activity anymore. You tried or, to or do, were you? not afraid, let's say. One little thing. Yeah, well, okay. what was your first lesson, yeah. I guess, right? <sighs> like you take a chance. Hmm. You know, back then it was take a chance, you know, sing and dance, take a chance. So before I would not take any chances. Even just to say hi to someone. Mm. You didn't Something take a so chance. simple. Yeah. Anything. There was some simple things. Yeah, but hard. It was the hardest thing to do because mm. people might say you're shy, blah, blah, but you're not. You just, you're afraid Yeah. to say hi. Mm. Let's say it's that simple and you might not get in return. But that in rejection, your mind, yeah. you're going to give me the worst return possible. But meanwhile, you could be saying, hey, this is a great person. 
But up here, right. because of your upbringing, let's say, right. I wasn't brought up to think that way. I was brought up to think, yeah. be paranoid, don't trust people, mm-hmm. fear, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. when so I would say something, that why would I not think that you were going to be negative towards me? So I had to get over that part mm-hmm. to be able to move forward. And that was really hard. Yeah. And it doesn't happen yeah. in one move. No, it was it's, years. It's like, it was time. Transitions. And then I read a quote, you know, fear is false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, wow. That yeah. was another light bulb. Like, yeah. Really? You know, yeah. without being like reckless. I know if I jump off the building. I'm sure. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? There's natural fear to protect us. Yeah, but, and then there's it's the fear to go fear ahead. that's programming. Yeah. It, it was the fear to put yourself out there. Yeah. That was the fear from saying hi to doing anything. You have to put yourself out there. So you but started once you to get put noticed, yourself out there? Yeah. You put your say hi. You, you become more and more. You start telling people your ideas. Right. And then things you know start changing because now you're not afraid to say things. And if they say, I don't like it. I mean, it's bad. They just don't like it. Yeah, that's but, the perspective. But you always, so, so as I grew up, I, w- I like I grew up as a pleaser because I had to please my mother. Mm-hmm. So she would calm down and mm-hmm. it wouldn't get violent and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had to, you know, not do things I wanted to do, but to be pleasing. And as I got older, mm-hmm. it became, I was a pleaser. Like, what do you want to do? Make you feel good. Mm-hmm. So you can calm. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I grew up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then I recognize, like, I'm yeah. a pleaser. Like, why? Yeah. From my mother. And then so. your needs never get met when you're in that state. And it, it builds, you know, for lack of a better word, a form of resentment at times because your needs are never met and you're always and accommodating other you get, people, you know, right? Hard and by, you know, yeah. you get frustrated. Yeah. Like my grandson couldn't hear, couldn't express himself. So I couldn't express myself or, or say what I want to do. It was always to please the person so they would calm down, neutralize the situation. I was always neutralizing the situation at 10 years old. Yeah. What were the kind of, um, what were kind of rewards that you started noticing when you just started making these shifts? So usually that's the, there's got to be a reward. You got to notice a change, right? Uh, Otherwise we'll drop the idea. So you start reading, you start changing perspective. What were the first things you noticed changing as a result of the change you made? Well, well, you change, you become more confident. I think, is that, is that what you're asking about? Well, I, I know that like that would be the eventual just, outcome. What I'm saying is just, along the way. So here you are, you're, you're thinking this, you read this book, and I know it's hard to recall exactly yeah, that I'm moment. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. Yeah, but think about this, and, and I, I'm curious about this, that you, there's got to be, you know, like the, the pleasure. You get a reward. You get the upside of the move of that freedom. you made. What was the, what was the yeah. first inst- re, you know, recollection you have? I was like, wow, that worked. And I did something different, and I got a different outcome. Or it didn't even have to be the first one, but what are the things you started noticing changing? Because something had to change in yeah, terms when your of perspective what... Changed. Well, I was always yeah. blaming everybody. Mm. It was always your fault. Mm. Once I said it was my fault, mm. and I changed, mm. then I seen change. Uh, so like taking what responsibility was the change? for your part. What was so the change say, that you noticed? That's what I'm wondering. Well, people were, I guess, different towards you. Because you were different towards them. Give me an example. If I was more friendly towards you, I okay. would get that in return. Got it. A simple thing. Right. It's but a simple then, thing, but it's a big thing. But then after, smiling became mm. hiding. Mm. When you get nervous, you would smile just to cover up rather than saying, hey, you know, this is bothering me. Mm. And then that would become my habit. Mm. So I didn't That's like why you smile part. nowadays. So, so you when smile, you smile, I should know that you're nervous. <laughs> so a lot of times people get nervous. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, yeah back then. Yeah, there's nervous me, laughter. There's nervous, some people yeah. would call me, you know, guy smiley because I was always smiling. But you would stick to that plan. Yeah, and then some teachers would say, "What are you smiling for so much? Hmm. What, like, what's wrong with you?" Hmm. So it's like either way, <laughs> you uh, can't win. What do you, so, so what do you do then? Nothing. Honestly, you stick you to your quiet, plan. Yeah. You just, yeah. You know, Grin and bear it, literally. And it was hard for that part. But it was always nice. I don't know if the teachers liked you or whatever. We were the, the you know, immigrants, let's say, back then. And you did well, but without trying. In like geography or something. Mm. I was just good at some of those things. You traveled so much and you knew where Germany was. Come but on, geography was just, I could remember. For some reason, I had a good memory. Mm. And I would remember. Okay. And when you did well, mm. and, but you didn't study, it would get the teacher very upset. Yeah. For some reason, I don't understand why. Just for those reasons. And you're an immigrant, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And they would try to fail you. This is what my mother told me. Mm. You're an immigrant. They're trying to fail you. Mm. Maybe I can speak English. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, for that part. Um, it was more about how I interacted with people. Their response to me was, was, was changed. So you're seeing the change in, in the feedback that you're getting from the change that you're making. And you weren't afraid. Mm. And that, or or yeah, that you know, a little bit that. at a time, right? And, you, and then one day you just take a chance. See what happens. And you take that chance or whatever it was. And they say, wow, it does work. And then you take a more chance, more chance. And uh, as right. 10 years, 15, 20 goes by, the chances get bigger, bigger, bigger. And then you reach a point where, like, why wasn't I thinking of this before? Like, what's the big deal? Mm. That's what I'm wondering. The, like, what's the big deal? But right. it was the fear. Yeah. Right. I think it was the fear. It's debilitating. Fear. Fear mm. it, it cripples you. Yeah. You know, fear of even just saying hi. Yeah. Right. Like, you lost that chance. Yeah. Of who knows what kind of person you are or, you know, what it could have led to or anything. Right. So you don't take a chance. And then when you don't take a chance, you're, you're jailed. You don't go anywhere. Yeah. So what you're speaking of, too, is like breaking a cycle, right? Because you could have easily perpetuated that negative thought process cycle and brought that into your relationship with your kids, too. Is well, yeah, I was because, on a like down spiral. I was, yeah, because that, you know, that's we're programmed and we don't know always, you know, what our programming from based on our experiences yeah. in our home life, you know, if it's good or bad. It's just it is what it is. That's all we know. Right. So you've really broken that cycle with that shift starting with your 18 by, but by I did self-medicate. Okay. So this is part of the journey though, <laughs> I mean, right? At eight That's years old, I started smoking. Okay. So, I mean, it did self-medicate. I don't really drink. Yeah, I guess I drank, but not a lot. It was more about the drugs. And then eventually just, I don't know, had enough, I guess. Eventually. Not everybody says that. Not everybody says, oh, I had enough. They stay with that yeah. cycle. Right, so, well, so what, what I changed I just see a psychiatrist, right, over sure. 12, 12, 14 years. Okay. Uh, what he says to me is that you should be under a bridge mm. living yeah. there for what you've done. What you've so what you've done is amazing. Yeah. Here you are. You know, mm. For that. Yeah. Um, it was just, I had friends. You need to leave. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you doing around us? You need to, if you want to just do business like what are you doing here with us stuff like that as i was older mm -hmm. and then as i had a daughter with the leverage and then as i got married later that was the leverage and all the support systems on the way after mm -hmm. it's just at the beginning there were lots of times where it wasn't this it's amazing and uh 
I went back to my perspective of before because of some incident and I said, forget it. This isn't working. Right. Go back and do the same habits. Mm -hmm. And then it says, okay, let's try it again. Then you go back and say, okay, okay, let's try it. Because you're undoing bad habits as you're growing too. And And we keep our bad habits and we we let them go. There was always that reward. Yeah. So, and that's why you would do the drugs, I guess, to get that reward of, I don't have to think about it. Mm. And it's a the socially escape. thing too. There's so many currencies attached to it too. Yeah. But there's you don't have to think about it. Yeah. It was you just drink, you're on drugs, you can be friendly now. Yeah. Exactly. Whatever it was. Yeah. You don't have to think about it anymore. You don't and think it, well, about it. It, fear. it numbs you. It numbs you. It blocks you. the fear. Yeah. And you have no fear anymore. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> so it you you do obviously you're making changes, right? You realize we realize that we're making the change, and when we make the change, there's a change in the response and the outcome. And things are moving along. What would you say? But it, we, you, you said yourself there were times you would fall off the wagon. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because yeah. if things are going so well, why would we do something to fall off the wagon? It doesn't happen by accident. So if you think about it, can you go back to, and I've done this so many times too. I'm wondering if we have the same reason. But, you know, if things are going right, how do you fall off the wagon again? Well, there's always cause, a situation. Oh, yeah. There's always a roadblock. Right. So. Back then, I would let that situation, a roadblock, control me mm-hmm. rather than me just working my way around. Give me an example. Someone doesn't say hi, like from the basic thing. Right. Okay, this doesn't work. Uh, they're rude. It's got nothing but to do. Maybe that's your mom talking. That's But you know, talking. Right. But you know it head. works. But you know it does work. You're, uh, yeah, that's why that I don't accept it that a, easily. Like, it's so had, hardwired into him. That's his You're default. the elephant with the spring. Yeah. Hmm. You yeah. pull, pull, pull. Okay, forget it. Hey, I can do this. You pull, pull, forget it. Yeah. Because it gets, you, you pull a little bit more, it doesn't work yet. And then one day you pull that string just that little more and it breaks up. I said, wow, this was amazing. But it was so hard to go that extra because you always go back to loosening up the way you were before. So you loosen up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you go, go, go. Sure. Pull, pull, pull. Uh, I'm tired. This is a lot of work. Uh, forget yeah. I just want to relax. Right. Let's go back to the way it was because it was relaxing. I don't have to think about things. Yeah. It is. It and is, that's, it and is that's not easy, thing, right? Like, mentally, right? Yeah. To stick with that so you're plan. drained all the time. You're, yeah. you're draining. That's you're it. thinking, oh, this is too you're much. You're just tired. I'm yeah. tired. Okay. I just want to like. And that's the thing. The when we're exhausted, we go back to the things that are familiar to us because there's comfort and familiarity. Okay. Even if that familiarity is highly dysfunctional, like it. Going back drinking or using drugs or whatever. Okay. Because the reward crutches, is familiar. The reward, the reward right? is it's comforting familiar. and familiar. So even though we know it's maladaptive in the long term and to our own detriment, you and that, that word. Him and that word. But it serves its purpose, but it's it's hard. It, it's, it's, it's just, just like breaking another cycle. You want to yeah. be an athlete, it's hard. Yeah. You gotta put in the effort. And then you say, No, I can't do it. Yeah, you just gotta keep going. And you go back to it, but it's hard. So this is a mental. It's in her head. It's not like, is, oh, oh, I got to work on my. my and then there's <laughs> commercials and people around you saying, you can't do this. You weren't born into money. Yeah, yeah, you didn't go to university, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to step on people, like all these small sayings. Sure. Yeah. And then they ruin you. And then you start saying, wait a minute here. Why am I saying these, these sayings? I have to say other things. As you get older, you start thinking, I can say this. You know, every day is a good day, you know, whatever. And you start saying those things. But you're brought up with saying... Your beautiful tattoos, compassion, forgiveness. But you're brought up saying the wealthy were born that way. Yeah. They have an education. They've been taught. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. You're an immigrant. You're an immigrant. Where are you going? Who are you? You know what I mean? What do you think you are reading that book? Yeah, I've been told. What are you reading that for? 
what do you think you're like smart or something mm, like well, right. what do you mean right yeah. it's just a book like why can't i read right so you're brought up thinking this is the box i'm money in. doesn't grow on trees yeah. that you have to steal you have to steal you have to take away uh, what is that like that crab mentality you hear like you know when there's a crab trying to pull themselves out the rest of the crabs pull them you know down. pull them back down and there's this ostracizing that goes on i know exactly what you mean and uh but when it's happening right live that's not what clicks in our mind that this is what's going on so we do get pulled back in and then we're like hold on a second but that maybe that this, you get I'm that back to where feeling. i started yeah. yeah we don't see it as pulling back in we see it as a familiar comfortable now right yeah. and but also to get out of your comfort zone you know you got to turn on the air conditioning or the heat or something mm. and then it gets too hot mm. it gets too successful or something happens and my wife would say i mean you deserve it and and i would think but it's going too good. I'm not comfortable. Mm. Fear of success. And you have is to go back to mm. your comfort level, which was whatever it was for you at that at that time. So you do things to sabotage, I guess, yourself, and you say things maybe, and as to get back to that six year old and eight year old to feel, you know, comfort. And mm-hmm. that's what I find yeah. is interesting is that like while we break the cycle, <clears throat> the breaking of the cycle is not one move. No, it's like you got to break and then you fall back. Then you got to break yeah. again. Then you got to break again and yeah. you got to break again. And, and then, then it gets a fine day. Yeah, and it, it gets becomes... deeper and more meaningful as you go through so it. I tell you know when I have a talk with my psychiatrist, they say, "Oh, this was a straw that broke my back." He says, mm-hmm. "Well, it wasn't that? Mm-hmm. It was what were the other things right. that built up to that?" Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't. And I've thought about it. Well, it wasn't that? It was all the other stuff that built, built, built. And now it's because a lot of people, when we get to those points, we don't have that psychiatrist to tell us this, mm-hmm. right? We're not in that But, but some people don't think they, they need to go. This is it. This is the other mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? Why would I go? I can handle I it. So I what know. got you to think that it's okay to go? Family. Because back then, it wasn't the same as how we see therapy no. today. There's I mean, it was a, a lot big of secret. taboo back then. And there's, it was a big secret, right? But you knew, right? So how are you okay with it? Well, that? I wasn't afraid. I didn't want to go either. But okay. it was, I just had to go. It was going to have meltdowns. and. Just wasn't working out. I was getting depressed. Right. Stuff. Well, when did you start saying, "Hey, I gotta go," or "I'll go this time"? What got you to think that? I think well, that's family. Important. Really? Okay. So you had some influence there. Yeah, my wife was having a major operation. Okay. I didn't think she was going to make it. My mother was saying I was abusing my my daughter, and I was in a custody battle. She was on the the, the mother side, saying I was brainwashing. It Not was nice. really bad. Sure. And the police would say, well, why wouldn't I believe your mother for? Right. Right. My wife used to, well, she still does uh, a deaf and hard of hearing, the teacher, and she would do sign language. And my mother would say, that's a cult. Mm. Those are cult things. <laughs> okay. So she would tell the police. It's a language, yeah. These guys are in a cult. They do all these signs and they have kids. Blah, blah, blah. So they come to our house. You know, all those little things. Right. I was going to have a meltdown. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, all that. So <clears> how <throat> hard it was then. That's how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like but at that like moment, you kind of say that. that. Well, separation was, was, and divorce. Was, I mean, they're custody. coming in your that's house. A, that's a, that's a But your mother's cooker. on their side. Yeah. And, because you broke away, let's say. Yeah. And you're in a cult. Like, why wouldn't they believe them? Until they came to the house and said, like. And saw like, your perspective. What is she talking about? Yeah. Like, there's no cult signs. Like, what's going on here? And then she did it again. And then eventually they would say, well, if you do it again, we have to charge her. Mm. Because this is, this is investigated. Da, da, da. So it, it, it's all of that leads to the opportunity of going to a therapist. From, 
yeah, that part. If I were just to keep it simple, I'd be like, yeah. all that, that happens me over leads the you, yeah, but yeah. it takes yeah. you to that point, which gets you so much further. And you know, was, like we don't see it as that necessarily. Like, oh, yeah. thank you for that, but mm-hmm. but it was a, it was a good thing. Yeah. So what opened up? You said something opened up after you went through that experience. What opened up? What do you mean? You said um, just going back a few minutes ago, you were saying that that experience going through the separation and divorce, and that was kind of something that. We got leverage. You got, yeah, you use leverage. You say you call it leverage. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I got leverage from my daughter. Because now I didn't have to worry about what anybody said. I just had to make sure she was safe. Okay. Okay. So that was yeah. leverage. Yeah. And then to I do well everything. by her. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to care what anybody thought. Yep. That was my leverage. Okay. And then I quit all the drugs, like all that stuff. Because that was my leverage. I could do it now without having to explain in detail. I don't want to drink anymore or smoke anymore, whatever it was. I just had to say, I can't do it in front of her. It was an easier way yeah. to get out of that. Okay. That was my leverage, right? I yeah. got it now. It was easier instead of saying, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. you know, it was leverage, right? Yeah. Was it because you didn't want to do it or was it because of your daughter? <laughs> yeah, it was both. Both, yeah. 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 Okay. But it's right, socially right? acceptable so to say, I don't want to do it because of my daughter. Yeah, They'll let the people accept that would, more, you know, right? They wouldn't swear in front of her. Yeah. If I didn't want to smoke, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. It's okay. You know, I got my daughter with me. And I'd carry her around in the, uh, the carrier. Mm-hmm. And this was in my 30s. Mm. So I was, as I was growing, I would leave and come back, leave and come back, leave and come back, leave and come back. And then one day it was over. I just left. But at that moment, I mean, it was in my early 30s when I broke the strings mm-hmm. or the chain with my mother. That was, seems to be the thing in the 30s. Your 30s and you're are living so at, you, know, you're, you moved back home because it was comfortable. But you didn't like it, but it was comfortable. Mm-hmm. So even if it was painful, it was still comfortable. It was what you familiar you knew. Yeah, you know it's that syndrome, right? You want to get away, but when you're away, it's not not comfortable. So, you but, go back. so when you say you would go back, you went back home. What do you mean to? I went back and live with my mother again. Got it. Okay. So move out and go back. Right. Oh, it's not working or it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just it was like you're addicted to that feeling of I don't know. You're depressed, but I mean, you don't want to be depressed. But you become depressed because you're so used to it. Mm-hmm. That feeling of what's happening, it's all bad. So you always go to that because it's familiar. Mm-hmm. It's a comfort zone. Yeah. And the comfort zone, you have to break out of that comfort zone. And that's what's the hard part. Of it. Yeah, because sometimes the things that are comforting are actually toxic for us. So your friends yeah. and stuff, you're comfortable. Yeah. You don't want to go somewhere else and do something new because now it's new. You have to learn it. It may not work. It gets complicated. This is comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to relax. And then later on in life, you complain, why am I always relaxing? So you move. Mm. And you say, well, it's uncomfortable. And you go back. And then one day you have some, some extra leverage. And you say, forget it. This isn't working out. And you just, when you get that feeling of, I got to go back. So well, I'm going to push another day. Mm-hmm. And then another day, another day, another day. And then you forget about it. So it wasn't anymore that you were only just focusing on yourself. You were also now focusing on you had some leverage. somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And you called it leverage. leverage. I love that. You know, okay. It was leverage. It's interesting. It was leverage. So you need leverage for anything. What if, what if you don't have leverage? How do you, how no, you, you find, find leverage? leverage? Okay, yeah. so how do you find leverage? Like, So, you know, I found leverage and uh, like I said, I, uh, she smelled like smoke and I was like, wait a minute here, she's a child. It was, shouldn't smell like smoke. Hmm. So that was my leverage. And every day, you know, I just quit right there. I don't know, 25 years, let's say. And I just quit and uh, that was my leverage. I would always think of her when I want to smoke. Mm-hmm. Like what it has to do with her. Mm. So something that motivates that, 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 that you. That was a motivation. If you don't have it within leverage, yourself. Yeah. So I had to get it from the outside. And yeah. then eventually I motivated myself. 
yeah eventually as time went on but you didn't have it i've experienced that too i think we we spoke about this is that when i had to take action on something you know i had more love and vigor and just um you know a dedication to do well by my son much more than i did myself the leverage 100 when you're a kid the leverage might be somebody's famous then they they became famous or or they started a business from nothing they wow that's yeah. my leverage. Anybody could do it. Anyone could do it. That's yeah. right. That's your leverage. So that's why I go back to find something. Anybody that... could go do find it. leverage. Yeah, the idea yeah. was, you know, anybody could Got do it. it. If you don't have it in you, find, find it. Find <laughs> some <laughs> leverage, some kind of leverage. Yeah. Any kind of leverage. And then the and there's always leverage out there. there. So, so leverage could be the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. You just didn't see that opportunity. Maybe you just didn't see the leverage that was right there. And, uh, you know, I would always blame everybody else. My dad always used to say, seek and you shall find. Yeah. He'd yeah. be referring to a parking spot. <laughs> we, we, whenever we'd be it's looking for a parking spot in a really busy place, he'd be like, seek and you shall find. Yeah. Like, yeah. It still sticks in my head. It's a real thing. We were talking yeah. about parking spots, but it's, it's true forever. for... Yeah. But if you're not you'd, looking... Eventually, you'd find the parking spot, right? Yeah. And then he'd be like, seek, seek, and you shall mm-hmm. find. I'm like, but if that, you're not looking, how are you going to find it? You miss it. Yeah, you're but you got to seek it, right? You know, you don't know you've fallen until you hit the ground. Yeah. Or you don't know you're sleeping until you wake up. Mm. that's like you know you don't, like you don't know then once you find out say wow i've been sleeping all this time mm-hmm. and then you get upset with yourself and that's the leverage we got to make sure you know move forward did you ever do this when you would call it fall off the bandwagon or fall off the wagon did you ever look back at a past version of yourself and say look at that person that person had it all together and here i am again did you ever do that I don't know if I had it all together. It was, uh, it was, it was up and down constantly. But you'd look back. Did you ever look back and go, how do I get there again? Cause no, you, cause you, I never want to go back there. Well, I'm talking about like when you were making progress and then you would say you'd fall off, right? Okay. So now when you're off, when you fall off, do you ever look at the person that was doing well before and going, how do I get back to that? No, because oh, okay. I wanted to get more than that. Sure. Mm. Mm. But I never went back to that. Mm. I always was like, how am I going to get to there but not like that right right ah okay right. how do i get there so that, but not like you know, that. that point all right but not like that be able to instead so of i don't go fall here, off yeah. again and you fall off again so how did i what happened i got to get to that but not fall off again so i don't want to be like that yeah I so what do i do a little differently? bit more yeah something you know, what am i doing what's great is that you're using your own self as your reference now as you start moving along and that's what i keep hearing mm-hmm. it's really you're using yourself as the reference you're not really looking anywhere else so I eventually learned that um, I'm my competition. Right. Yeah. That's my point. Me. That's it. Yeah. So there's growth and that and all that kind of great right. stuff. But I'm always competing, let's say, with myself. I call mm-hmm. it iterations so that I don't feel like, <laughs> I'm, you know, well, because like, sometimes it's like, you know, when we try to go back or better, sometimes we do get better in some ways, but in other ways we're not that other version was still better in some other ways. So I can still learn from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's just iterations. And this iteration's stronger on this, but maybe weaker on this. And then the third iteration is stronger on both. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but there's lots mean? of times where you're like, you know, what for? Mm. Why don't I just relax? You know, watch the grass grow. Like, why am I always thinking about mm. moving forward and, and, you know, more, 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 more? Like, well, what for? So after your daughter gets you past this point, you start feeling like you're now you're hitting your Yeah, and then stride. you have family, you know, you get, you know, you get married. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, my wife was a big supporter. I mean, you have to have some support. Yeah, definitely. Like a support and then the psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really have a lot of friends, let's say. 
was more, you know, after, because I never had a family. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted. You talked about staying in touch with a group of friends still today. Yeah. 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 Like every, let's say there's they a birthday or something. They weren't necessarily doing all the things that you were no. doing. And you, no, we still go to still birthday parties together. every yeah. once in a while. You know, it's just, just because, you know, we, uh, we don't have the same lifestyle or mm-hmm. the same idea or whatever it is. Doesn't mean we can't hang out. Right. Yeah. That's what I learned. We over, come from the over, same over, over background. Too. So as soon as we meet five yeah. years, three years later, we just yeah. continue on just yeah. like it was back then. Right. We just continue on. It wasn't nothing, no animosity or anything like, where were you and all that yeah. stuff? No, right. we like, just continue on. There's you. no, yeah. you know, who are you seeing? Like, who are you hanging out with? It was just, hey, and we just continue on. And it was like, nothing ever happened. Well, what happened? The most, though, right? well, the, yeah. the most important part was that you were there for each other, even at that time, right? Even though whatever else was going on in the other activity, the more important part was that you were each other's. Yeah, support. we were there. We were family, I your guess. Family. Right? Yeah, your chosen family, and that's yeah. the most valuable part of that. Those that was the hard part is to. So you had to leave your uh, your mother's family to break up. Then you mm-hmm. had to leave your friend's family, mm-hmm. and then to move on. And now you got your family. Now you got your family. But the thing was, when I was younger, some of the friends would say, what are you doing hanging out here, drinking and smoking every day? Like, you keep talking about business and all this stuff. You can't do that here with us. You got to leave. If you want to be that, you got to go and hang out and talk to people that are in business. You're not mm-hmm. going to learn business here. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and how am I going to learn business? You into the that's next... actually really positive. It's you know, so, that's like, great. even yeah. though it's kind of like a form of rejection, for lack of a better word, well, but it's a positive push to say, well, you're not going to learn walk the walk. About business yeah. sitting in the laundry room, yeah. smoking weed and drinking yeah. every night. No. Like, you could I'm call it have... calling you out or calling you up, whatever <laughs> yeah, you, you want to call it, right? And you have great ideas. So go execute anything. them. Yeah. So it's more about putting your ideas into action. And so they were listening to what you were saying. <laughs> you know, Figure they that. were, yeah. yeah. So did they you put you. any of your business ideas into action? Yeah, that's where I'm at now. Okay. I had lots of different businesses. I had lots of different businesses to start and, and it wouldn't work and to start and wouldn't work and start and wouldn't work and start and wouldn't work. It's just that I kept going back to dogs. All mm. your businesses were dog related? No, I had a... Media business. I used to do websites, mm. and then I had a um, selling business. We would sell just anything we could, mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? And we just keep trying to think of something. But it was new. passionate for you. It was just. It was so simple, but it wasn't at that moment. What do I want to like dogs? What do you mean? When you say it wouldn't work, and on the, in the business, it just side. went hard, and you said, this isn't working. Let's try a different business. Mm. So I would stop and and try a different business. What was the hard part? To stop and try something new again. I mean, in the business, like when it would get hard. What do you mean? It, hard? it wasn't progressing fast enough. Okay. It wasn't like recognizing it wasn't where it yes, wanted I guess, to be. Uh, yeah. let's, let's, this, or maybe I don't want to do this anymore. It's just it's not it's not there. Or, or I've learned what I needed to learn. Mm. Let's go and try do something, something else. different. But I think I also see that it wasn't something that you were passionate about. Yeah, yeah. it was just. That's what it, it, a lot of it comes you up. You got to start with at, your passion. At, at that moment when it gets hard, it's always that that gets us through or gets us to start focusing back on that. Like, what? Am, why am I doing this? What am I really? It wasn't. Do I enjoy this? It wasn't. It right. was good, good, good. Uh, this is. I'm burning out on it. It mm. just isn't working out. Because it wasn't. Yeah. It was work then. It, be, it became work. It became work. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, yeah. Let's but you picked up stuff. things at, at every one of those junctures. Like you take with you till today. Learn. Right. 
And then when I started this business, that was one of the hardest I don't know things. what your business is. What now. is What's this business? business? Yeah. So we Tell work with about. dogs. Uh-huh. Okay. I train dogs and we have a facility. We have daycare for dogs. We stopped boarding. Just with uh, the COVID, we went from 11 employees to two. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So there's no boarding. Is, yeah, that's hard. We're only open eight to five. Yes. But we did move to Young Street. Mm-hmm. Young and Lawrence, which is there you are on prime real estate. Yeah, amazing. Well, I'm just saying, so walking you said it up yourself. and down yeah. there, yeah, St. Clair's not far and from there. there. Never, <laughs> I've Look never you come back that I would be right there. What is that? The book, The Alchemist. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, story? Yeah. I have that back. actually on my nightstand yeah. to read my right now. First read that I remember that it was worth it to me. But you come back to where you start, but it and it was always right there. Yeah, but like you're now in a different iteration of yourself. It was just one of the hardest things to do was to have your own idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And for people to support you. So you have to have the family, friends, let's say, or some other support like a psychiatrist mm-hmm. to help you. Everybody will support you in a little bit differently. You support your, they would help you. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Or don't worry about it. Versus having the fear and worry. You're always worried. So, I, so let's say I'm driving and someone cuts me off. I'm mad, but I don't know what day they've had. Right? Maybe they're. They didn't know they. Cut maybe they're going to the hospital. Yeah. You do child. that in the middle of the rage? No, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> okay, you don't do that. <laughs> don't at rage anymore. Just when we're raging, yeah. right? like that. There's so now no I don't do like that because I'm thinking after. Mm. Well, what if they had to get an emergency? Mm. Like, why am I blaming them? Right. Just take my time. Yeah. So I would always be. You could like I would always snap, mm. you know, quick. Right. I wasn't at peace and all that kind of stuff. I just was always blaming other people. So you realize it's not because the person cutting you off. Yeah. It's because of something else that yeah. I got to work yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I'm heightened right now. Yeah. Like, why am I at this stage? Yeah. That, right. And you come in front of like, well, like, what's the big deal? Yeah. It's like well, the straw that breaks the camel's yeah. back. So it was so personal. Like, you yeah. cut me off. Right. Yeah. So like, what's the big deal? Right. Why, why is that so hard? It's got to be some other things that are going on. Yeah. You know, it's not your fault. So, uh, so one of the hardest things was to always say it's, so it was my fault. Do you still go walking on Young Street? Well, mm-hmm. I take the He's dogs right there, for a walk. Yeah. 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 Like when, and when you're, when you're walking, do you ever see kids walking around and going, looking at a kid or looking at somebody going, you know? Because there are, uh, you ever see that around you? Like, you're like, okay, I that was remember me. that person. That's, that reminds me of me. Yeah. Or Sometimes do I don't want to remember it. Mm. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff, I don't remember. Like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's just that there were sure. yeah. good days, but uh, a lot of bad days. Well, that's mm-hmm. what you say. When you forgive, you also like completely let so it go forget. too, right? Yeah, you forget. forget it. I, mean, I don't talk about mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I've ever talked about some of the stuff mm-hmm. I've talked about. Not even to anybody, really. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't really talk about it. I don't feel I need. So it just brings back stuff I don't remember. And then I remember. Maybe like uh, when I, my mother told me, this isn't your father. Do you want to know him? And I would say, no, really. Mm. Like, what's the point now? Mm. Why? I don't want to know him. Did he make any initiative or to t- stay in contact with you? No. He was in well, like, Europe. Yeah. Yeah. He was just gone. Yeah, it was a business the place. deal. Yeah. Who was he? I don't know. All I know is obviously he was a musician or something. I was like, oh, okay. Why are you telling me now? <laughs> like, all this was like a big lie. Yeah, and, and now it, and you it want connects to, fix to your it self with, identity uh, too. Telling me who, right? like, I forget it. Yeah. And she, like, every three or four years, you want to know what he's doing. No, I'm not, not really. Like, what's it going to make a difference with us now? Mm-hmm. 
So now can I ask you something? Because um, I wanted to ask you this, and a lot of times with parents and, and children, this happens. Like, I hear it a lot. I've even had the same thoughts myself. Okay, like, okay. yeah. And, and you're saying things, and I'm like, wow, this is hitting the same note over and over again with me. And uh, I wonder, because you talk about changing perspective. So now I'm asking, like, this iteration of you um, with your mom, because I've heard you make reference to it repeatedly. Yeah. Like, how would you change your perspective on your mom then? Because if that's what, if that's maybe all it takes. My perspective of her, now, like, you know. Yeah, like, how I, do you I spin mean, this, this differently with your mom? Because, that's the way frankly, when you would go back, she would still be there for you. She brought you to this point. Yeah. She made this arrangement yeah. with this other stranger for you, maybe. Yes, so, she was controlling. Maybe she just loved you and wanted yeah. to protect you. Like so I'm I just, thinking about all these things. So, so I just didn't like the way. Change? I just didn't like what she did. Right. Not sure. the person she was. But right. then mm -hmm. I would think about well, the war. Uh, right. Whatever. And then as right. I grew, right, I didn't take it personally anymore. You but understood. that took so many yeah. years of trying to understand yeah. that this is, was her lifestyle right and in her mind she right. was doing the best she could right but in my mind it was the worst thing sure <laughs> yeah 100 percent. thought to break that right yeah cycle if possible and uh it wasn't the greatest thing i mean she didn't make it she got covid right at the beginning and she didn't make oh. it but she was in a long-term care but even to that day she was still there's no budging no there yeah. was no protective it was still just up steer, here, eh? and, you know, what are you doing? I mean, I had a business and she didn't even know. Mm. She didn't care. Mm -hmm. I'd show her the building. You know, I, all I wanted her to say was, mm. this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. good for you. Or, she never I'm, said that ever. Right. And I would say, I mean, you didn't even say I was a good dad. Right. And her response was, well, I didn't say you were a bad one. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? what do you mean? Mm. So all those things goes back to, I just wanted, I guess, her to say, wow. Right. Yeah. But she never said, wow. Yeah. Like she, for anything. She probably didn't know how. Unless yeah. it was geared towards us being together. Mm. So she never really said, you know, look at this place. Or, mm. oh, uh, you know, I'd give her like uh, in the early years, like a calendar. You'd have a calendar. Mm -hmm. your business, just, you know. Yeah. And she would even, we wouldn't even hang it up. Mm. I'm like, like, why wouldn't you do that? Right. Why wouldn't you just say at least, you know, you did good. I don't good know, job, kid. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It was never that. So maybe that was, uh, you gave me the leverage. It comes back to that. The, yeah. the neg negative leverage, I guess. Hmm. You know, for that stuff. But you never got that. Yeah. Because you were always neutralizing her situation. So she would be. So you would please, so she wouldn't get upset. And there's a sadness to that, that she lived her whole life <laughs> was bad. without was, having... She could have traveled. She could have yeah, without breaking stuff. that cycle for herself. She was always in a negative, upset mood all the time. You referred to Tony Robbins, right? And one of my favorite lines, I think, that, that is attributed to him is, change expectation to appreciation, yeah. and the world changes in an instant. All right? Clear. So... So we have these expectations of our parents say this to us. And then when they don't, it's like, like everyone else can say it. But if they don't, yeah. Yeah. right, then it's like, well, your that's the expectation yeah, voice, part. But because important. it's a parent, yeah, it's my right to expect that from my parent. Right? And then when that doesn't happen, mm. right? And then when you're growing up, 
because I'm an only child, you're mm. you're expected to fix things. Yeah. You're ten or twelve. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to fix this anymore. Right. I just want to go and hang out with my friends. Right. Well, why don't you fix this? You need to do that. You need to do stuff around the house, like a like a like you're the the, the man of the house. Mm -hmm. Right. Which was hard again. So he couldn't really do hang out with your friends. But you didn't want to stay home and fix things. And so what you did you learn from that experience, right? You could probably say, I learned something from that. Mm -hmm. What did I learn from that? How to fix things and mm -hmm. whatever else. Like, it wasn't fun, but that's what you got out of it. And and it, it was very demanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was a lot probably of Probably makes you really guilt. conscientious, too, to be, like, looking for things. It was a lot of guilt. Mm. You didn't do this for me. Why can't you do this? It was a guilt, constant. And that was a controlling thing. So she controlled through guilt. That's why I don't put, I try not to put guilt on my on, kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. I try right. to That's the lesson, no right? guilt. I don't want right. to give you a guilt trip. You know, I don't want to do that. It's just that sometimes my wife might say, you're starting to sound like your mother. Isn't that, oh. ironical? I go, <laughs> Isn't that ironical? Isn't that I'm starting to go to that give pathway. a guilt trip or something. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So you're mm. always. Reeling it in. <laughs> you know, you're always correcting yourself. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, you always go back to the simplest way. Mm. Well, because it's where way. we're programmed, right? So, like in the first five years mm. of our lives, our brain is hardwired for life for that. So, it what it happens to us in those five years are so fundamental to who we are the rest of our journey. So, it's the rest of our journey is oftentimes when we have such negative experiences hardwiring us. The rest of our journey is often undoing that. <laughs> but we don't realize. But we don't to realize work for it. things. Yeah. It doesn't just come to you. You have to work for it. So yeah. what you said earlier was you work, 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 and then you find that opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> or the leverage because you've worked whatever. Work, 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 yeah. work. With marriage, friends, anything, you have to work at it. Even just being in shape or a basket, whatever it is, you have to work at it. Mm. You're not just born with that talent. Yeah. You have to work at it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh and we work on it, but I also think that it's there inside of us. We got to work on it to mm -hmm. develop it, but it's there inside of us. Yeah, there's always something you say, you know what? Eventually, this is what I need to do. You mm -hmm. always have this feeling that says, right? so, like, I got to do this. This is what I'm going to do. So like hearing your story now, because I didn't know you before we came into the room. Really, We just had a brief conversation and you mentioned something about dogs um, when we were sitting down a few, like, prior to coming in here. And it was about how... Um, when you're training them, you don't reward them with like food or treats, but it's any kind of reward is affection and, and love and uh, or compassion, depending yeah. what the, the moment is with the dog. And I just I just see that connection to with like that's also another shift from how you were raised to so to what you're doing in your profession. Because so for me, you've learned that the hunger shouldn't be a motivator. Yeah. Mm. So as you're grow up in poverty let's say hunger shouldn't be a motivator yeah but when you want to teach a dog something a lot of people will use hunger as a motivator for me is like you can't do that's that a, that's a that's basic yeah. for me yeah but a lot of great things are done with treats or or, or food rewards so i don't knock them yeah it's just that for me i can't do that i want to give them affection and i there's a different relationship between us i want to gain their trust which is the reward yeah. there's a social reward yeah, it's the food reward. So there's always, but it's a also the relationship, right? It's the that's, relationship that's, building that's so important between you and the dog, yeah, or, or you know, the, the cat or whatever it is. But dogs work great for me. Yeah. So when I go and I teach people, they'll always say, "Well, why don't you use treats?" 
I just don't because I want to do the. And guess what? You always have affection with you. Yeah, and I can't carry food everywhere yeah. you're going, all that stuff. <laughs> There's no great. way. It's not practical. Yeah. And it's harder, just that a lot of people want the quick way, which is I bribe you. Yeah. But that or steal me. it. And then and, 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 and it, it reinforces <laughs> right. the relationship. I'm just saying, too, I, right? I can't help but see yeah. like yeah. how all of these things from yeah. your past, you keep using yeah. them as leverage yeah. uh, to do what you're doing today and how it all comes back. And then, you know, so the last word is when, you know, you said earlier as well that you wouldn't change a thing about all of it now. Seriously? <laughs> so, you no, but true. Now, right? So change. let's take a look at the present. You wouldn't change one thing at all. I'm about to check you on this, but go ahead. <laughs> change. Well, <laughs> even that, right? What you just thought, you I wouldn't change. Say, right. You wouldn't change, but then I wouldn't have the family I have. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't have the kids. I wouldn't have the stuff. There's so many variables. There's so many things. Yeah. Maybe I would have done stuff differently, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe not. Right. So when I really think about it, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it would have changed, but nah, not really. Yeah, but nothing's a hundred percent. Because later on today, I might think, you know, maybe we'll change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like maybe that butterfly effect story. Like you go back and tinker with one little thing, and it's going to ruin everything. And else. you yeah. don't get all of this that you have. We don't know that how the the right. Thing so, so eventually, I became happy with how my mother treated me, or content, or you know, I dealt with it because this is how I am now. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't be exactly. like Well, I think you separated that it's her just, and your you, right? And all that, the mistakes, all those things. Yeah. At the time was brutal. Sure. Yeah. That's amazing now. Isn't it? Now. Yeah. Now. Because I can look back. Right. At, oh, yeah. And see oh, what yeah. you've learned from that. So what we learn as time goes on is I shouldn't have to wait five years to laugh at what I'm doing now, mm, which is the hard now. part. Right. Back because every time I think about it, so, so, so I kind of understand dying a thousand times. Mm-hmm. If I think about it a thousand times, every time I think about that bad part, I've died a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's some of the reasons why I don't go back to the past because I, I keep dying a thousand times. I don't want to. I just want to move forward now. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back all the time. Mm-hmm. I just want to move forward if possible. That's why I really don't talk about the past. Well, um, it's, it, it's so true, but you're able to reflect on it and start seeing how it all adds up and takes you to where you are today. Again, it's no, no, it wasn't done without a lot of hard work on your part to oh, change that the perspective. Hardest thing to do. It mm-hmm. is the hardest thing to do, but you did it. And I, I, was, I was hoping you could give a message to people who struggle with changing perspective. That's what the biggest thing I get out of today. It's fear. Don't live in the fear. Yeah, don't be afraid. Yeah. Of change. Make change your friend. Yeah. Say, don't 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 be afraid of change. Yeah. Or don't be afraid of anything within reason. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, well fear you're not on, in right? action. Courage you're in action. The fear the of thing. putting yourself fear, out there. Yeah. Fear keeps you, you know, stagnant. Saying, you know, dare greatly. Do it. Yeah. Put yourself out there. And if it doesn't work, doesn't mean it didn't work forever. It's just that didn't work. Try something else. Try this, try that, try this. Yeah. Eventually, you might get to that part, but you can't get there. You know, let's say you have to put your foot forward and go that way if possible. So don't let fear guide you. Mm-hmm. Take a chance. Put yourself out there and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very true. You know, so when I went to Young Street, mm-hmm. I put these big awnings out. And, you know, it's got the company name and all that stuff. And I was like, somebody would walk by and say, what is this? 
So I was thought, like, I put my stuff out there because this is Young Street now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I counted the cars. About 58,000 cars a day would pass by wow. the center. Like, we're, like, we're right on Young. The people, mm-hmm. the sidewalk is right there. Mm-hmm. 58,000? Yeah, so yeah. 1.6 million a month. What? Just cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind the people in the cars. Yeah. Never mind yeah. the foot traffic. Right. So when I thought. That's a lot of advertising. I was, yeah. So it was like, I'm out there. You're giving the, first... the landlord the, the reason to increase the rent. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's already. <laughs> that part out. It's already. It's actually not that great, it's not, actually. It's already. Let's not talk yeah. about how great, no. it's already how great it is, right? No, already. <laughs> but you put yourself I'm never on the street. I'm just making that. Just... In that neighborhood, you know, there's different expectations, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you put yourself out there the first couple of months. Should I put that up there? Mm. And they was yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Now. And then people would say, oh, yeah, the because they're purple. Right. And I wanted them to be able to notice it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, where the purple awnings are. Yeah. And we're right at the corner of Woolborn and Young. Right. So we have the side of the building in the front. You get a beautiful access. So there, it, was, yeah. it was. And you continue to stay true, true to yourself. That's possible. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. But you don't know, you know, yourself, I guess, maybe evolves. But you don't know. You always grow. <laughs> Thank you, man. I Thank you really so much. appreciate. No problem walking us down that path and it's a it's i think it's a fantastic journey and uh (laughs) i've learned i've learned so much from it on changing perspective and how we got to take ownership of that Mm -hmm. um that's right we're also similar in so many ways like we all have similar stories and similar struggles regardless of where we come from like the three of us come from totally different places but the pain pain's pain struggles struggle why is my emergency more important than your emergency? Yeah. Everybody's got an emergency. Yeah. So I should look at yours rather than me or my emergency. Yeah. I've got to get there first. Or, How do I know what your emergency Yeah. Everything through the lens of compassion. Right? So it's about, you know, the perspective and about uh, the experience.